0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Friday morning. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. That's Austin Ward. This is the podcast daily. We are talking about everyone's favorite topic today, Austin, because Friday's are the day when we get a little bit, it's kind of a wild card day. You know, we can sort of pick and choose what we want to talk about. And you guys out there know that there's nothing <laughs> I like talking about more than players who've never played a down of football at Ohio State. So we're talking freshmen Twenty twenty two class of twenty twenty two freshmen who could make an impact at Ohio State, not next year, not two years from now, but this year. Austin, I know that you, as the pragmatist of our of our little group, um, have something to say about this. So let's why don't we get the cynicism? Why don't we get the cynical part of the show out I of the do. way right now? Austin, what is your opinion on discussing true freshmen? and their potential for playing time at Ohio State before they've played a game.
1: I don't think we should do it. And I think there are multiple reasons that uh, is the case. Uh, but happy Freshman Friday to all who celebrate. Uh, everyone I know that, does. Uh, Berm is really excited. He said everyone loves to talk about the freshmen. I, and uh, look, there are a lot of exciting... Ohio State freshmen, as there always are. They are recruiting the best players in America. But the reason that I don't like to talk about true freshmen is because Ohio State gets the best freshmen every single year in the country. And it would be a bad sign for the Buckeyes if they had a bunch of these new guys showing up on campus for either nine months or three months or four months or one month like JT Tuimolo last year. Hey, he's an exception. And sometimes these guys do break through. But it's not common for them to do so. And it shouldn't be expected that they should, because that also would mean that Ohio State had missed on, they'd either missed or not developed all of these top ranked guys from the previous classes. You don't want to have to rely on true freshmen to try and win a national championship. Can some of them do it? Yes. Will I say that That's that what list makes is longer than two or three year? The 2021 every year? football season no. for Ohio
0: State such a weird thing. Uh, aside from the fact that you had true freshmen uh, like Travion Henderson and Emeka Abuka and Jack Sawyer and JT Tumaloa, you and, Den, and, and Denzel Burke, you had all these guys last year, They're right? Making None of those bad. guys played high school football the year before that, really. So it's like they had a different – I don't know if the year off of their senior years helped them get more prepared for playing as a freshman. If it was just a byproduct of Ohio state being so woefully uh, inexperienced that they had an opportunity to break into the lineup, or if it was just a situation where they were that much better than uh, other recruits. Ohio state's brought in.
1: Yeah. I think the exception kind of proves the rule for me that, Uh, those guys are as talented as any other class. I mean, Travion Henderson is uh, maybe a generational player. Someone like Denzel Burke, to have to be out there as a day-one starter, other things had to go wrong ahead of him for that to be the case in the Ohio State secondary, and it did. I mean, there were injuries and there were other issues leading up to the opener. That's why that happened, and it, it shouldn't have. And you look at the game in, game out consistency and trying to get through a full 12-game regular season. Travion Henderson is a perfect example of that, and I've talked with Tony Alford about this a number of times. Was it that he got banged up, or was it that he hit a freshman wall that he hadn't played in a couple years, or some combination? It was really all of that at once. He was. Tony Alford was telling a story last week about after the Tulsa game, and Travion Henderson did something that nobody had ever done at Ohio State in that game, and then he felt tired. And he didn't want to practice the next, you know, next day or Tuesday. He wanted some time to recover. Tony Alford said, no, that's not the way this works. And it, it's hard to get used to all of that. And then by the end of the year, and you see they, they had a lot of experience, but you're trying to still count on 18, 17-year-olds who are doing this for the first time to win a Big Ten championship. That's not a formula for success. So, again, that's – you're sprinkling them in, in doses – that can work, and there are certainly guys that can do that for Ohio State. Full-scale, instant impact all over the lineup, that's bad. Yep.
0: This year is going to be much more sprinkle, I think, than 2021 was. And Ryan Day talked about this uh, Thursday at his press conference, that this team heading into this season, there are not a lot of job openings. There's not a lot of uncertainty at, at key positions and on the roster. And it's not even that there's not – uncertainty at key positions there's really like no uncertainty at any position as long as everyone's (laughs) as long as everyone's healthy we have a probably a better sense of who ohio state's starting 22 is going to be going into this year than we have in in a half a decade right probably since the 2015 team now this team will need some of these freshmen to play some reps the question is which ones are they and which ones are emerging already and stepping up. We've talked ad nauseum since the spring about Kai Stokes. So I think, like, in in the, if this were a bingo game, like, he's the center square. <laughs> he's the freebie. Right, he's the guy we know everyone will say, well, what about Kai Stokes? Now, even as good as he was in the spring, even as good as he's continued to be through the fall, he's still playing a position where he's, like, seventh on the depth chart. So he's, right. he sort of is the perfect... Uh, embodiment of how challenging it is for a true freshman to get to ohio state be physically ready to play be mentally ready to play play a position that is open for you to play and then hit that the ground running and stay consistent through the full season. like that is a it's a heavy uh, you know ask of any true freshman but let's let's get kai stokes off the board who who is your first pick should we just do one offense one defense should we do 2-2, Two two. How do you want to do this? It's Freaky Friday, folks. We do whatever we want.
1: Yeah, I and mean, we'll. I guess we'll we'll figure it out as we go. I think that if I'm drafting, if that's what we've unexpectedly, unscriptedly arrived at to do for this show on a freshman Friday, Freaky Friday. I think the guy, Freaky Friday. I think the guy who has the best combination of all the things that you talked about, you know, is Jair Brown. Right. I mean, the black stripe is already off. You know that you're, he's making an impact. He's at a position that has been was, was going to be the thinnest, regardless. And then it's already been dealing with injuries, uh, you know, minor ones, but training camp wear and tear uh, for Jordan Hancock. They moved Jansen Dunn over there to help out. Uh, he's been, you know, he missed a little bit of time during the open practice on Thursday. Cameron Brown is on a pitch count. Um, you know, at, at some point, Ohio State's going to have to go beyond those top two starters in Denzel Burke and Cameron Brown. Uh, the third guy's Jordan Hancock. They're going to have to go beyond that. Uh, a healthy Jordan Hancock, I should say. So, uh, Jair Brown, he's got a lot of swagger to him, a lot of confidence. He's got the physical tools to do that. Uh, I think at corner, as Denzel Burke has shown and some other guys in Ohio State's past, that's that's a position where there's maybe not a ton of scheme things to throw at somebody. And if you just go out there and you're just going one-on-one, as Denzel Burke did a year ago, you can have a lot of success. You're not going to be perfect. Um but if the circumstances align, that's probably the first place that I would look.
0: Yeah, and I think that there's probably some truth to that in the fact that Jair Brown is a guy that is a natural fit at the slot corner position. And so if you do have a healthy Denzel Burke and a healthy Cam Brown, you can get away probably with putting Jair out there in the in the third spot, in the nickel spot, and letting him sort of get some key reps that way. So I think that's a smart choice. Smart, mm. smart choice. I'm going to say something, a player that – I don't, I don't know that there's a natural fit for a lot of playing time. I just think it reminds me back of 2014 when you had Joshua Perry as the guy that we thought was in the middle and was going to be the guy, right? And Raekwon McMillan as a freshman was just a little bit more advanced than most freshmen were at linebacker and started to really become the starter through the season and play at least majority of the reps. I don't think that C.J. Hicks is going to be able to do just that because, number one, essentially now there's only two linebacker positions, um, and Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg have got those pretty wrapped up. But I think with a player like C.J., who's been on campus since January, who's just physically that much different than any other linebacker Ohio State has on its roster from a size-speed combination, just aggressiveness, the way that he wants to play the position, I think he's a guy that is going to work himself into the rotation I don't think you have to count on him to be like the dude at linebacker because you do have Tommy and Steele and you have a rising chip train him and you have Cody Simon with a lot of experience and to Roger Mitchell with a lot of experience behind him. I just feel like there are certain guys in the class that are just too talented to not give some run to see what they can do, and again, because Ohio State should be in a position in many games this year, to be in a, a fairly large second-half lead. I think you're going to see guys like C.J. Hicks get some key reps and some meaningful reps, and I think that he'll play more this year than he probably should, considering the position and the depth chart.
1: Yeah, I don't really think that there's a guy on offense. I don't either. That I think that would be – it's too tall of an order. I think the guys that I've watched who I think have – Bright futures through just a week of training camp and in and three days out there in one full practice. I really like Keon Gray's what he brings at wide receiver, but you know, I, I wouldn't try and pretend that he's going to crack the top six for Ohio State this year. That's just not, not reasonable, not rational. Th- those other guys are so far ahead and so advanced. I don't think that Bennett Christian is ready uh, physically for what Ohio State would need there. And now I'm starting to think. People that have paid attention to what I've said about this team, and I've, I've tried to use the term loosely, that the tight end group was uh, the biggest uncertainty or the weakest of uh, the units while still strong. I'm not I'm not really sure that that's hasn't already resolved itself with the way Cade Stover is practicing and playing there and then Joe Royer and, and G. Scott and then the veteran presence of Mitch Rossi. So I don't know that that is as urgent as it could have been. Maybe for Bennett Christian, so I don't, I, I don't know. Those guys look look fine. They look good, and Dallin Hayden looks like a twenty seven year old man already, uh, and and could certainly play in a lot of other places. But he's not going to top those top three, and Gray's or Caleb Burton aren't going to jump in uh, to that mix at wide receiver. Is this your long? Is this your long
0: way of saying you are going to pick another defensive
1: player because you can? I just want well, I I don't know. I just if you if you thought that. Maybe I could talk you into picking one of those offensive guys that you could get. There, there is one I could
0: probably get to, but I'll let you finish your your thought.
1: I just, I just think that, and again, it also goes back to something you know better than anybody else that Ohio State has recruited at a far higher level offensively than defensively. So the opportunity for them doesn't exist at the same way that the, as it does on the other side of football. That's why I'm going to pick somewhat of a of a wild card
0: here it is freaky friday uh i have two of them actually because that's what i do first and foremost (laughs) i think that there's an opportunity for caleb brown on special teams to make an impact he had a slight uh off-season procedure on his knee to clean up some stuff but he's out there running around looking good no brace no nothing uh we've seen him as the third punt returner for ohio state um when we've been out there a player like that who comes out of a running back um, background and played more in the slot, running back, kind of that slot uh, hybrid receiver type, I think you could find mm-hmm. a role for him in the return game if you don't want to risk Cameron Martinez or Jackson Smith and Jigba out there. As long as Caleb can prove that he can catch the ball consistently, I think he'll get a shot there uh, to make some, some hay, and I think he could be really good at that for Ohio State. Beyond that, I think it's Carson Hinsman uh, on the offensive line. I think he's the most advanced. Really? I think he's the most advanced of the freshmen that came in between Tegra Shabola and George Fitzpatrick and uh, Avery Henry. And we know that that offensive line is thin. And if they only get to eight or nine guys, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him in the two deep at some point because of the versatility he brings and the ability to play tackle, guard, or center. I think you could see him be on that second wave of the offensive line. So that's, that's the, the guy I think if you had to pick someone on offense that was playing when the offense is on the field, it would be Carson Hinsman because he's the only one of those four freshman offensive linemen that I feel like can play
1: any one of those five spots. If I was going to pick anybody else after a week of training camp who could play when the, when the score is tight, when the game is in the balance, I think Caden Curry has a legitimate How shot. How dare there. you? And you've, How dare you've you? been making that case for a very long time. And I think you're right. right. And I think that other people have told you that you're right who have been watching a week of practice. Um, and we've seen Larry Johnson have faith in a lot of these these guys that have it as defensive ends or edge rushers or Jacks or Leos, whatever that he'll bring them along and he's not afraid to play them. The rotation that Ohio State uses with that defensive line often works to the advantage of speeding up the process for guys like Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or Chase Young. And I'm not saying that Caden Curry is ready to be in the mix with those people. But I think the way he plays, the physical maturation, the way he arrived uh, ahead of schedule ahead of what most freshmen look like gives him an opportunity to do that and I wouldn't be surprised if just because of the way Larry Johnson works with that group if Caden Curry winds up playing more snaps than uh, just about any other true freshman on the team this yeah year. I agree and I think that the important thing with Caden
0: Curry is to know that no matter how many snaps he plays he's going to play those snaps harder than anybody else on the field and that endears him to the coaches and infuriates his offensive linemen in practice but <laughs> this is a kid that also has the ability to play in that Jack role. Um, you know, if Jack Sawyer isn't out there and needs a break or whatever, Caden Curry is a v- natural from a stand-up rush position as well. Uh, so I think that he fits perfectly there. And I was actually going to suggest that the injury to Mitchell Melton opens the door for a player like Caden Curry. But I think also it opens the door for a player like Kenyatta Jackson, who, is a just stand up, let him go get the quarterback type of rusher at this point. He's not as physically developed as Omari Abor is, and maybe not quite as thick. But when you look at the way that the Buckeyes were planning to use Mitchell Melton in that jack roll, I see a similar potential path for Kenyatta Jackson as just a pass rush specialist in that spot. And, um, you know, when you're dealing with a young guy from Florida, that we live in a different world of college football. You got to find a way to get him some reps so that he understands that there's a future for him at Ohio State, and you can't let too much sitting and waiting happen because his phone will start ringing and his DMs will start going off with coaches from around the country. Definitely not
1: tampering uh, with his uh, you know potential eligibility. So
0: I, I think that there's an well, opportunity. That's probably for him true to-
1: from somebody. There's pro- that's probably true from for somebody from Texas as well. So. I, I remember last Thursday leaving that practice field and talking to you and I thought we had briefly met omari abor on our tour of Texas in a previous life and you know I knew that he was big and well put together but of that freshman group when I left that pr- that first practice I thought he's the one that doesn't look like he's 18 years old doesn't look like a true freshman he is a freak what does that mean I mean I still think that Caden Curry has a, a better path to that playing time, but between those three, like you mentioned, and then the fact that you know Larry Johnson can't slow play it and doesn't slow play it, you know, you're, we're going to see those guys. I think in second halves of games, and maybe even more than four yeah. of them, because why? Why not? Uh, yeah, at this point, eligibility is meaningless. You know, the four year thing,
0: five year thing, six year thing, however many years you want it doesn't matter because everything right now is on such a year to year basis. I think you have to find a way to put players like Omar Yabor on the field and let him just go see what he can do. Because as you mentioned, from a physical development standpoint, he is leaps and bounds higher than most true freshmen are. And that's the type of dude who sometimes you just got to let him go run and and hit somebody and see if, (laughs) and see if that turns on the light on every other facet of his game, right? The, the, this film study, the practice work the ethic, the work ethic and that kind of stuff. Like not saying he yeah. not saying I've heard anything negative about those things, but that was sort of a knock on Omari in high school. And at this point, now you say, Hey, you're at Ohio State now, you earned your spot here, go prove it. Because as you mentioned, it's not like you get a, a whole lot of time anymore, especially with these kids from two thousand miles away from campus, to to let them prove it. On the flip side of that, you have a kid who's Born and raised ten miles away from campus in Pickerington, uh, in Sonny Styles, <laughs> who I, I said it on Thursday at the open practice. We were watching the first part, and I, my bold prediction for the year—you're going to name this entire class. No, no, this is my last time. one. I promise. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'll probably name more, but whatever. Uh, I said to you that I, my bold prediction for the year was that Sonny Styles will block Ohio State's first punt of the year, um, and oh. he's just physically so unique in the way that he does things, the way he looks, and. Ryan Day was glowing about him on Thursday. His maturity, his his willingness to kind of just be present and, and learn. Jim Knowles was the same way about him on Tuesday. Similar to Kai Stokes, there's not a clear path to a lot of playing time, but I just have this feeling that you're going to see him, when he does get on the field, do stuff that's special, whether it's like seven banks as a freshman when he you know was returning punt block punts for touchdowns against Michigan or whatever. There's always these these guys that like they they may not get a lot of reps, but when they get them, they're going to make some some heads turn. And I really think Sunny Styles, he's too physically gifted. Wasn't
1: that a freshman? What? I think it was a true freshman who blocked that punch. Yes, well. that was Chris Oleve. <laughs> that's the Italian pronunciation. Finding finding ways on special teams, and like when we have that conversation, hey, I'm all for that because these guys are freak athletes, and that's where you're going to have to show it first. I don't mean to sound like. Uh, you know, a coach with that cliche, but for Ohio State, that's where it's got to start. You don't, they don't have anybody that they, there's no spot on the roster, even in the 2D. Where you're like, this guy has to emerge and be ready by September 3rd. That's not the case. But if you're trying to make something electric happen, you know, you mentioned someone who can help in the punt return game, you mentioned someone who can help uh, in a punt block situation. The way Ohio State is going to continue to kick off and cover to try and pin people, people inside the 25 you know you need fast dudes who want to go hit there's a bunch of those in this class Uh, the, the simple reality is at
0: ohio state in the last decade outside of people who play quarterback or defensive line anyone else who's developed into a real superstar at ohio state has cut their teeth on special teams because that is where you prove yourself to your coaches and your teammates and you also get a chance to develop and learn the game of football so that's why I think that that is such an important avenue for these young guys, whether it's Kai Stokes, whether it's Sonny Styles, whether it's Caleb Brown, Keon Grays, Kojo Antwi, all will yeah. name the entire class if we have to. But that, that is, re- that is that. really where you make the difference. And um, there's enough proof in the pudding over the last few years of guys that have done that at Ohio State to point to, for coaches to point to and say, look, man, I know you want to play every down, but look what Terry McLaurin did on special teams look what paris campbell did on special teams and look what jeff okuda did on special like that's how you get these guys to buy in so uh that's freaky friday man we could talk i could talk about these freshmen forever i love it (laughs) uh we're we're glad you're waking up with us on the podcast daily folks we appreciate it that's austin ward i'm jeremy birmingham what if they waited till lunch bro no no you just woke up either way lazy bums get out of bed (laughs) that's austin i'm berm see you later